0: Chris making money off the Raiders. Yeah, bro. Wearing his Packers gear. I've had six straight
1: Victory Mondays. And I got my bag of Uncle Ben's Ready Rice, which we'll talk about.
0: What happened to Uncle Ben?
1: It's just Ben now. And welcome to episode 28. Welcome back to Chophead's MMA. Yes. Welcome back, Tommy. Welcome back. Fans all, I'm not going to give the number. How many fans do you think we have?
0: You know, I, I looked at the numbers a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm kind of happy with the numbers after only having, you know, at the time we had like 26 episodes in with no promotion. Thank you to everybody who keeps coming back. Yeah, and speaking of no promotion, are
1: we going to change that? I feel Absolutely. Like that like we just had a, a very lengthy conversation over my um, <clears throat> Uncle Ben bag. I got a pouch here of Uncle Ben's ready rice, the Basmati. Um, for all you rice lovers out there, this is this is clutch. I'm about to do a live read on Uncle Ben's rice. Honestly, you we're can't here. call it
0: Uncle Ben's rice. They canceled Uncle Ben.
1: He's been canceled. All right. So sorry, Ben's rice, Ben's original ready rice. Now, I'm basically when I'm at the studio, I'm in jail. I don't get to. I, I get here. I don't bring food. I don't bring water. Right. And I'm just suffering. And I was literally at a point today where I was. I didn't know how I was gonna get through our episode. So, I was like, oh shit, I got one more jailhouse
0: pouch of rice. Yeah, so. but you know what? That's good though because uh, it's it's uh, it's carbs. It's good carbs for you. It is good carbs. Um,
1: Tommy just got back from Disney World, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was it, listen, man. Now he looks like a very tan meatball, overcooked meatball.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm still full of all the uh, all the sodium from the the food there at Disney. But you, you know what, man? It, I got off the plane. We're on our way to the resort, and dude, I mean, the smell. It was like garbage juice with green apple splatters baby diaper. I mean, it was bad. Real bad. And and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Then we turned the corner by my resort, and right next door to my resort was ESPN Studios. I couldn't believe it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Tommy with his subtle dig, even though it wasn't
1: so subtle. The build was there, but I thought we banned... Now this maybe you weren't here for this. We banned talking shit about ESPN on Chop Sports Network. Do you know why? Why? Because Walt Disney World is Satan. <laughs> so and they run ESPN. So you really they will bury you. So well, I mean, mean, I didn't send any emails, so we're good. All right. Fair enough, Tommy. As we move on into MMA now, we, we were, I was trying to get a little bit of your trip out of you.
0: I know that you No, met- listen, it was, it was an awesome trip. Um, I've never been. So for my kids who have never been and myself, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. And I can understand why everything is, 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 is as expensive as it is, because those rides are not just a ride. It's a full-on experience. So if yeah, you haven't any, been... They're really good. hurting for money out there, so they really jack up their prices because they
1: that's why they're so expensive. Now, it has nothing to do with the fact that people are just willing to pay it.
0: Well, I mean, it's that too, but those rides are nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm not really a big
1: ride guy. I'm definitely not a, a big Disney World guy or any amusement park for that matter. But like I said, we're going to get into the MMA world now because yes. it's been a while... It has been two weeks since we've actually three weeks since you were here. Yeah. Hey,
0: listen, I listened to the show two weeks ago. You guys did a really, really good job. Um, Except when you said that I I could kind of agree with how they gave T J Dillashaw that win over Sandhig. I I never said that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. I think that maybe you're even misquoting this, or at
1: least misunderstood where I was going with that, like. It's not the worst decision. I could. Uh, I. I see it. You, you know. On. I think that he lost the fight. He got. He got beat up. We both agree to that. But as far as decisions go and how MMA is scored, he might have won more rounds, and that's mm. really what matters. Yeah. I mean, I. I the,
0: besides, dude, the, the, the show is really. we cool. yeah, we're gonna actually talk <laughs> about Sanhagen a yeah, little bit later. The, the show is good, and, and thank you. Uh, I guess we can't call him Casual Dave now. We, we have to come up with a different moniker for him. No,
1: casual Dave will stick for a little bit. He's got a little more to prove to shed that moniker. Maybe sit in on a couple more episodes. He just left. If he was really yeah. so eager. Now shout out to Dave. I, I I think by the time we release our next episode, Dave's wife is scheduled for uh, you know, to give birth. So yep. her due date is, is rapidly approaching. So Dave has a lot on his plate right now, so yeah, he didn't look like he was he in left. the mood
0: to do another podcast today.
1: Yeah, Mondays are rough, bro. I've told you this, but here we are. Um, so over the weekend, Fedor fought the the legendary Fedor Emelianenko fought for Bellator, right? Yep. And they did a show in Moscow.
0: Yep. Or as as you've busted my balls about, I usually say Moscow.
1: And you know what, bro? There's a. I'm not sure exactly what what her nationality is, but. She said Moscow, and she's definitely from the Eastern European um, dialect. I don't even know if that's how you say that. You hear it all different ways, you know? Um, But, yeah, and here in in central New Jersey, it's Moscow.
0: It's not as bad as when an idiot called uh, Cowboy Cerrone Cowboy Cerrone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's bad. Who did that, Scoop? No. Your cousin. Pete. Oh. Shout out, Pete. I'm sure he's not listening.
1: (laughs) Shout out to Pete anyway. But yeah, so Fedor fought over the weekend in Moscow. And what did you say the guy's name was? I know his name. Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson. The most regular white (laughs) man name. And the guy looks exactly like a Tim Johnson. Like if I was to say, if you line up 100 guys, right, and he was one of the guys and they were like, pick out the guy named Tim Johnson, I'd be like, oh, the guy right there that looks like they picked him up at the YMCA. (laughs) Right? So, Fedor could have done a little bit better. I thought he should have fought Bader, right? He should have picked a little bit of a more difficult opponent.
0: I thought they were going to go with uh, Jack Swagger, someone who actually had a name and is not going to say like a rising star, but a star
1: in his own right yeah, but coming I, from I WWE. Been, I think that would have been a, um, a very cowardly move on, on Fedor's part. At least fight a guy that's got some acumen. And I But well, Bader's not a heavyweight. Yeah, but he's he was the heavyweight champion. For Bellator for a while. So you understand that. All right. So, yeah, back to the opponent, though. He looks like the fucking starting power forward on the BYU's men's basketball team. That's all I got on this, right? (laughs) Fedor was saying that he might fight again. This was prior to. He was on the Ariel Hawani MMA Hour. And he was saying it depends how he feels I mean, he took a little bit of damage in that fight, but I think it's safe to say that we'll probably see the legs of Fedor at least one or two more times before he calls it quits, which is always good. It was a nice moment to see. I didn't watch it live, but you know, much like a lot of the Pride fights, I didn't watch those live and caught them the next day. So it was it was very reminiscent of those days
0: for it's me. Just, it's just Fedor. You know, how do you yeah. not watch? If you watched Pride and you are a— You don't even have to be an in-deep fan like we are. But if you've watched Pride and you know who Fedor is and you know he was the champ for ten years unbeaten, yeah. you you wanna watch it. I equate it to that that like thirty second period of the
1: second round of the Diaz Lawler fight where <laughs> Nick Diaz looked like he was vintage Nick Diaz and then he just completely stopped caring <laughs> about everything, including his fans. Hint hint, I'm sad about it. But anyway, yeah, I wish Nick Diaz wouldn't have taken a knee. I haven't talked about that on the episode on the podcast yet, but that's another story too. Um more bellator news we
0: got Corey anderson touting how great fighter pay is over at bellator yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy i mean not only did he just go in on the fighter pay i mean yes he said that in two fights with bellator he's already made more than he made in like eight years with the ufc you know now his wife doesn't have to work anymore and i'm not going to divulge where Corey anderson lives in the state of new jersey but where he lives the houses are expensive as shit and the taxes are very expensive. So, you know, that's that's huge. So in just two fights, and that was before he had this fight with Bader that he won, and he also went on to, um, to kind of talk about, because I guess Ariel was asking, you know, why the Bellator thing, and, and he pretty much said Dana White wanted him to be somebody that he's not. Dana White wanted him to be a shit talker, and that's not what he is. I think that's just the UFC in general wants that. It it is, but you know what? I almost respect a guy like Corey to stay true to himself and not be something that he's not because if it's fake, it comes off disingenuous with somebody like him because he's very monotone. You you notice that on The the Ultimate Fighter. I, I
1: agree, and I think that he's in a good position to be able to say these things. The only reason why he's able to say these things the one and only reason you could say he's a simple guy. You could say this and that. And I agree with a lot of the things that he was saying about not having to break the mold and be himself and, and how uh, he didn't get moved forward in the rankings and didn't get the big fights. But I kind of disagree with that. I I think Corey Anderson did get big fights. It might've taken him a little bit longer, but that's just the way it is in any business. The thing that he likes about the Bellator thing is that he doesn't have to do that. And you win your tournament fight and you advance correct. Right. But, but Corey Anderson has been in big fights. Whereas, if he would have won that fight, it would have put him in a position where, like Corey Anderson was never the number one contender. I don't care
0: what you say, and I know you don't. You don't think that it's it's not, it's not that I disagree. It was the the Johnny Walker fight when he, when he was supposed to win that fight, which he did. He was supposed to be next in line with John Jones. There was a story there with John Jones. You know, John Jones came to Freehold, New Jersey. Corey crashed it, and there was a problem with the two of them. Like in the public So there was a story there But there's more to my
1: point though That I want to finish up My point before I forget about it Okay Whereas Corey Anderson's in a position To say these things Because Bellator paid him More than the UFC did So he could say You know I like Bellator better Because of the tournament style I like Bellator better Because they're not asking me To be who I'm not But really What it comes down to is Bellator is paying you more If the UFC came With a higher dollar amount Than Bellator did Or if Corey Anderson got cut Didn't he so it wasn't even like No, he fought out his last fight out his UFC or even better yet, which is another p- crazy point that I can't believe we didn't really touch on. The UFC when they have a star or a guy that they don't want to lose, when you have one fight left in your contract, they just don't give you a fight. They don't offer you the right fight, you know? So like you you could expect to see Nate Diaz like maybe w- you won't see Nate Diaz. Like the Vincente Luque fight, I'll be shocked if that fight goes off, right? I think it will because but you get what I'm getting. at, I, right? I do. They I don't do. let fighters 100%. fight out their contract until they re up, right? And they hold that that chip and they say, "Look, you you know you could sit here for four more years with this one fight, and you're gonna get GSP because GSP did not want to retire. He didn't want to fight in the UFC anymore. He just won't say it, right? Mm-hmm. And you see that's what's happening. And now, as you see these other guys with other avenues to make the money, at one point maybe two years ago. Um, there was no boxing money. Like Connor kind of changed it, but it took Floyd. Now there's guys that every UFC fighter feels confident they could beat up and they'll get paid more money to do that than anything they're doing now. It's just, it's good business. But as far as like Corey Anderson saying like the UFC, I left because of this, he left because he got paid more. And I think that it's not a sustainable business model for Bellator because they do a, uh, a horseshit job of promoting, right? They do a, and if they're paying Corey Anderson the type of money they're saying he is, Corey Anderson isn't drawing eyes, isn't isn't attracting as much eyes. Well, to the I, sport. I don't think
0: it's just Bellator. I think it's the fact that now they have their sponsors, and you know, let's just say you have a sponsor that at minimum, I minimum, will, is I, will, you two I will I will give you that
1: point. I will give you that point. There is a potential for a sponsor in the UFC. You just can't wear it on
0: fight. Board. Right, unless you're Donald Cerrone and you have. The, the same, same sponsors. sponsors that the UFC has. So other than that, so yeah, so like you, if it's two grand, let's just say is a, is a base, base model for, <clears throat> one of his sponsors, right? Correct. He's got other ones that are probably $10,000. You know, there's guys that had you know fifty, sixty thousand dollar sponsors. Bro, to be completely fair, we're getting
1: a pretty substantial <coughs> deal here to house Flipping Made Easy Studios. Like they're paying. Speaking of, I can't believe I missed that at the open. We are recording live from Flipping Made Easy Studios in Matawan. So go on flippingmadeeasy.com for all your flipping houses needs. And now when I say flipping houses, I mean like if you are say you have a lot of money, right? And you maybe has a have a brother who's a carpenter, buy the house. Pay your brother on the cheap to fix up the house and then go on flippingmadeeasy.com and they'll teach you all the ins and outs to yep. how to do that and make some money. So there's that plug. Um, back to sponsor deals. Like I said, we're getting a decent amount of money to house Flipping Made Easy Studios here. And I could only imagine what the potential could be for a guy that's getting to wear a brand throughout fight week. In the UFC. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as substantial wearing that same brand in Bellator.
0: <sighs> I mean...
1: But the fact that there is no UFC model to even do it in, I guess it... it Look, it dude, they're, they're, able that to pay,
0: they're able to pay Fedor, and Fedor doesn't come cheap. That's why Dana White never pulled the trigger on it, because Fedor does not come cheap. Even just for that one fight every... However many years. I
1: do think Bellator has a little bit more staying power than the like Viacom our, money, dude. They have a little. Exactly. They have more staying. But, but the thing is, Viacom is a very bottom line company, right? Because it's Viacom doesn't mean that they're just going to pump money into it until they if they keep losing money or not making enough, it's not going to be sustainable. I mean, Bellator has been
0: around for
1: a long time. They have been. But there's been look. Let's just think about the dawn of time in MMA. It's not very long. So mm-hmm. no one's actually been around a long time. Not well, even the if, UFC. If the
0: UFC's been around for how many years? 20, 25, 26 years now? Bellator's at least been around for 12. Okay. I, I don't know if that's 12 or 13. All right. So
1: fair. Bellator has been around a while. But like, let's think about all the major organizations or minor or or attempted major organizations. And a lot of money pumped into a lot of things where they're just not here anymore. You know? You got PFL, which was once World Series of Fighting. Now, that happens a lot. You might see... I'm not saying the, the organization is going to fold completely because it's actually needed for the UFC's business model.
0: They beat. didn't think there was going to be a second season after the first. Now we're on to season three, which uh, October 27th is the, uh, the end of the PFL season in the finals. So I get what you mean. Now I know what you're talking about with promotion with Bellator, and, and we've talked about this before. They're on Showtime already; they don't have to promote a lot. You know what I mean? Like you don't see a, a ton of Showtime boxing promotion unless it's a Floyd Mayweather. Bro, I never and things like that.
1: I never know. Here's the here's the major issue with Bellator. <clears throat> Every time I see Bellator, it's at a different time, like mm-hmm. it's at a different day. It's like a Wednesday card. I'm like, what the? What are you? Yeah, doing? those are
0: those those weird cards, like the Wednesday. That's like the. I don't want to say the bottom level of Bellator. I understand, it's, but... It's their, yeah, it's, I, it's their... I
1: understand. Maybe I'm just out of touch with it because I'm very, like very when, heavily into like the UFC. It's like when the
0: UFC has, like, the I Dana like, White Contender Series. I just
1: feel like there's not enough knowledge out there, general knowledge, like, for me to know when their cards are because if I'm a Wednesday night and I'm sitting home, if I knew Bellator was on, I don't care who's fighting. I'm watching it, you know,
0: over almost anything. Well, ESPN does a good job of... Uh, of putting out a lot of articles and video about Bellator. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm. I'm being dead up. (laughs) Um, Well, I also don't really go on ESPN anymore, so there's
1: that. But it even further proves my point about how um, UFC needs Bellator (laughs) or or organizations like that. So if Bellator, you always need competition. If Bellator does leave Bellator itself, the name and the the ownership might change, and that's what I'm more so getting at. Um, But eventually, if Viacom isn't seeing insane turn on their on their on their investment. They cut ties. That's just the way that 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 company has been in bed with how many different corporations, and then they come and go. It just well, is. I mean, you
0: know, is. knock on, <clears throat> knock on wood. If you if you hear me, John Gruden, uh, Viacom's been with him since the start. So
1: I can't I can't tell if we should if I should be like annoyed at that John Gruden knock because I understand you're a Raiders fan, but that guy is public enemy number one right now, and um, he is a fucking idiot. So oh, absolutely. We'll leave it at that. Absolutely. But, <laughs> um, anyway, enough about Bellator. We could talk about this, and we have, until we're in the fucking Yeah, I mean, look, it's,
0: it's, it's good that Corey Anderson's getting the pay that he should be getting and you know he's he's in the finals now it, it's not the finals that we really wanted to see um I, I wanted to see rumble johnson in there but he's he's not doing too good oh and speaking of things that we don't want to see when we get back from break we got
1: the glover to share a title shot coming up next as well as the review of the marvin vittori and paulo Costa debacle that we want to call a fight slash fight week slash weigh-ins all that good stuff when we come back
0: all right, everybody, we are back, and it is time to talk about the main event that turned into the shit show of all shit shows. Ever since the uh, the Khabib uh, main event fight where it had, like, 17 different fucking combatants to fight for the belt, and then Ally Akinta finally was the, the last contestant to do it, Paulo Costa, Chris's favorite fighter, against... Marvin the Italian Dream Vittori. That
1: is that his real name?
0: Like, Italian Dream, is that your nickname? For no, that's... It's that's that's so bad. So, since it's been three weeks since I've been here, I kind of want to go on a little bit of a tangent here when we're talking about fucking Paulo Shitbag. He's a fucking meathead. He is not an MMA fighter. Now, you look at him, right? That's what you think an MMA fighter should look like. A brick shit house. But used he's used to the gills. Yeah, just, just giga- a gigantic human being, right? He has no cardio. I don't know what kind of ground skill he's got. I hear black belt all over the place, but you never see it. He, he's one big shot. He, he got his black belt from the same Cracker Jack box <laughs> as Anderson Silva, is what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, he's he's basically the, the Deontay Wilder of Brazil. That's, no,
1: stop. Yes. You're you're giving. Well, first of all, Deontay Wilder's a former champion. Paulo Costa will never sniff gold. That's my guarantee. Um, Deontay Wilder deserves a lot more credit than Paulo Costa does. Deontay Wilder doesn't show up out of shape. You know, he has his excuses and this and that, but that's all part of promoting and selling the next fight. I don't. I'm not mad at any of that. Paulo Costa is a fucking bum. He could. He <laughs> bro, 20 pounds overweight. Yeah, let's but even when he, even
0: when he makes weight, let's, let's
1: talk about forget everything else. Let's talk about starting with Tuesday of last week, right? Forget oh, the, yeah. Everything they, else. So they
0: agreed to a catchweight bout. I think the the catchweight agreement was first of all they did not actually agree to a catchweight bout. They got
1: on. It was with Brett Okamoto, and they were doing this interview. And it was one of those things where you saw with Nate and Nick doing. Yeah, the, they do it all fight week when the main event fighters they'll kind of just do it like a dual interview, almost like a, Mm -hmm. you know, trading barbs with each other, this and that. Um, Marvin Vittorio straight up asked him, how much do you weigh right now? And he was like, oh, you know, and he wouldn't say his weight, but he was saying, it doesn't matter, we'll fight at 185, 195,
0: Well, first it started at 198, then it just kept going down. Well, what what, what ended up
1: happening was there was never an agreement. He was just saying, if you're a man, you'll fight me at any weight. Um... And don't, like a man, don't take 20% of my money. And I was sitting there, I'm looking. Like, I'm actually impressed by how Vittori handled it. It's like, he was just, he's like, dude, I don't even know what to say. This is crazy. Yeah. That you think that this is normal. Like, this is the most insane thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm, that's when they uh, yeah okay, to, I'm not
0: going to take 20% of your fucking purse. Yeah, and, you and you that's part? when they
1: agreed to 195. Then two days later, it comes out that he's, like, did you even attempt to make weight? At what point do you think that you're going to start taking this serious? They're talking about getting drunk. He's like, Are you sound like, Tori's like, you sound drunk right now. And he was like, oh, not yet.
0: It was like, bro, Palo Costa really doesn't give a shit. No, he, that's why I said he's a fucking meathead. If you follow him on social media and he shows all his training videos, he does nothing but lift weights. That's great, you know, if you want to be a fucking bodybuilder, be in Men's Fitness Magazine. Yeah, or John Jones, because it's, it's all he does now, too. Yeah, but John Jones is a gas tank. You know, and this has been Costa's whole thing his entire career. Even when he does make weight, he is a one-trick pony. It's one shot, and that's it. Yeah, I'm very
1: glad to see um, Vittori come out the victor in this one because it would have been
0: shitty to see, like, uh, uh, the fact that you didn't even make weight, like, you can't move up in any rankings. Well, I mean, Dana's making him go to light heavyweight, but he's going to get lost there. He's going to get destroyed. Oh, yeah, he's
1: done. First of all, he might not even... Mark
0: my words... You'd think that these things, these
1: guys are big dudes at, at their core, right? He struggles to keep his weight down to even make, you know, he, he, was, he, was, too, he was 211 fight week, right? Yeah, I think he came in at 205. So this guy's going to have to cut down to 205. I, I don't think that there should be an issue with him missing, but he's going to still have a pretty sizable cut because now if he doesn't ever have to worry about 185, there's really, you know, like there's nothing holding him back and now he could take another cycle. Right and get even more muscular, and that's very detrimental to your cardio as well. It doesn't matter how muscular you are; you got. Oh yeah, because when you you know when you need more oxygen to feed that muscle,
0: it's that. But also, when you're you're sitting there doing cardio and your heart rate is going over a certain amount, you're actually you're losing weight. That's yeah. the, the point of but cardio. My point. I'm glad
1: that we don't have to see what's next for Palo Costa coming off
0: uh, of a To wind. be honest, I would have been fine with Dana cutting him. Um, I, I'm I, surprised that he's not. I, <clears throat> Yeah, he's not really a moneymaker. But but my thing was they're like, oh, Vittori came back from adversity. It was one head kick, all right? Yes, it rocked him a little bit. He shook the cobwebs out after a couple seconds and just started peppering him. It didn't look like even a remotely close. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, the- it was <laughs> like you know... I understand. And, and if you're saying that
1: he overcame adversity, it's like that's how they're doing it to
0: to sell the fight. Well, I also fight. understand that that Paul Felder and Vittori kind of had their war words over Twitter, but like Paul, like they were basically blowing Costa because of that one head kick, and it, it wore him out. And then he did it again in like the third round, and he hit Vittori's hand. Oh my God, another head kick! I mean, it I'll give I'll nothing. give I'll
1: give Costa this. It was an entertaining fight. Right, the fight itself was a pretty entertaining fight. Um, usually, for the, as decisions go, I'm usually largely unentertained by decisions unless you get one of those bangers where people just sell, sell out. But they, they, they both tried to win the fight, right? I'll give them that. Um, Vittorio was just way more active, and he's just a better fighter. Paulo Costa, he doesn't take training serious, and it shows when
0: he gets into deep water. Paulo and- Costa's a used car salesman. That, that's what he is. He's a He's a lemon. He's he's a one thousand percent lemon, and so, you know it was good. It was good to see Vittori work on what he needed to work on, right? Like he needed to get better at stand up. So you saw him throwing combinations. He does need more power. He kind of lacks. He doesn't have pillow hands, but he doesn't have that that knockout power because he's a submission guy. Um, so I think they'll be able to work on that some more. But Costa, he like I said, he's a lemon man. He's just. I'm glad this fight is done and over with, we're, and we're I'm not, glad Dana wants to put him at light heavyweight.
1: We're not going to get into what's next for Costa because we know he's going to light heavyweight. He's. I think, he here's deserve. my prediction
0: whoever they put him in there against at light heavyweight, he's going to get knocked out. Dana's going to cut him.
1: I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would hope so if he gets knocked out. Because, right of anyway. course, because he loses
0: what? the fight. Now he's arguing, the submit, or he's arguing the decision. Then he's saying that you know, he, he missed weight because be honest, of an injury. Though, I'm going to be honest. If I have to
1: speak one more second about Paulo Costa, I'm going to puke. So get a bucket. What's next for Vittori? Because that's who matters. Kevin next. Holland. You think so? Yeah, because Vittori's
0: not going to get a title shot. I think that there's a potential for Strickland there. I mean, it could be. I don't think Vittori would say no. And I wouldn't mind seeing Vittori shut that guy up because... He's kind of a piece of shit. It'll be another one of
1: those fights where I don't like either guy. And if it's like here's how I what I decided, or just now I actually decided this. <laughs> um so I don't like Paolo Costa. I don't like Vittori and I don't like Strickland. So like they're if if Vittori fights Strickland right now, I'll consider it the round robin and I'll be like, Okay, so I like him the most out of my <laughs> three most hated <laughs> fighters, right? And then we would just need Strickland and Vittori to, and um Paolo to fight, which probably won't happen because Palo will never make 170. I think Vittori's starting to uh, Vittori's starting will, to, will to, to make himself look
0: better, in a better light than he had been before. Um, it's obvious that his coaches have probably told him to stop saying so much stupid shit and, you know, be yeah, real.
1: But, but at the end of the day, when we're talking about today's society, um, what you said two <laughs> weeks ago holds a lot of water, holds a lot of weight right so as of what two weeks ago he started to change john gruden just got fired for something he said 11 years ago and now you get what i'm saying it's like yeah i don't give a shit how he's acting in public sean strickland is who he is he's still a i'm not guy. talking
0: about strickland i'm talking about vittori oh, all right all right fair enough no fuck strick no that guy fuck that guy for saying that he just wants to go in and he wants to hurt somebody like come on all dude right. I, miss entire, I misread that entire last three Yeah, nights. no, I would never give Strickland any kind of credit at all. But I think Kevin Holland's going to be next for Vittori because Kevin Holland wants that fight back. Him and Vittori have gone back and forth on Instagram and Twitter with each other. And it's a fight that's going to draw money. I don't know what they're going to do with Strickland because I was listening to you guys and, and he wouldn't take that fight with Bala Muhammad. And Strickland hasn't done enough to warrant a title shot. Is he even in the top 10 of the division? I feel like Strickland, if he was smart to
1: get his name out there, he would fight anybody that's buzzing about him. Like that call out was a prime opportunity to win a fight that had a potential, at least a little bit of a story because of the call out. Now, if you're only, and you, you heard me say this, it's like, well, you said, and Bala Muhammad said this, he's like, you said you'd fight anybody anytime, anywhere, and you don't care about a title. And then as soon as I throw my name in the hat and I'm that someone, and we have the place and the time, now you're all about the title shot and what's going to advance your career. So Strickland's an idiot. Um, I wouldn't say it to his face because he'd <laughs> fucking kill me. But, like, literally he'd try and kill me because he's a lunatic. But enough about this past weekend. Now we're here to talk about the following weekend, which is UFC 267. You, yep, UFC correct me, UFC 267. Times. <laughs> um, three good fights. I yeah. think, right? There were several good fights. There's a lot, there's actually a really good card, but we're only going to talk about the the three main fights. And before we do that though, I do want to touch on something that we just learned recently. And Tommy, I'm going to preface this by saying, you don't even have to comment on it. I'm just breaking the news for anybody that doesn't know. The UFC has removed Joanna Champion or Joanna former champion Zunjecik from the UFC rankings due to inactivity, which I'll only say this one point and I refuse to hear your counter. Um it's very inconsistent with how they've treated other fighters, although I do agree with it. Like, guys that don't fight for a really long time. Yeah,
0: it, but it's the, crazy, though, for her, because, I mean, she just fought, what, a couple months ago?
1: No, the last time that she fought was Li Zhang in that banger of a fight. Oh Yeah, wow. I mean... That was not a couple months ago. That was in 2019. Damn, was that that long ago? Was yeah, that, that was, was a long fight? time ago, pre-pandemic. So, um, she needs to fight. Moving on. Out of these three fights, which one's your favorite? We got Blachowicz against... Everybody's favorite Um Guy that doesn't deserve A title shot But at the same time Does deserve this title shot Is Glover Teixeira I don't Think You could deny him Because of the run That he's on And the How really thin That division is But There's a couple guys That I, I have my eyes on That are definitely I think more Have the champion pedigree Than mm-hmm. a Glover does But Glover put himself In this position right now And you gotta You gotta he give it to You can't deny him Because he's he knocking him. people out Um so I know that's the main event here, right? That's the actual main event. Yep. And we're going to talk about that first because, to me, that's the least interesting fight out of the three. Would you agree with that? No. Yeah, well, I think I think um, Glover's going to have his hands full on this one. Uh, I think he brings a little bit of size to the equation and experience. And babakowitz is just on a tear right now, and he's showing that uh, – a guy with it, what he's he got like ten losses on his career, but it just shows that keep on work. Like he's he's on another level right now. That he, well, I was think on. Glover
0: was also a guy that that got started late. You know, he was a uh, he was a, a Chuck Liddell disciple. Speaking of Chuck Liddell, thank you for not being a piece of shit, Mister Chuck Liddell. That's and why we uh,
1: reserve judgment here. Yeah, think I do.
0: Thank you for not being a piece of shit, and, you know, mental health is a, is a big, important thing. And thank you for not, you know, kicking your wife six blocks down for whatever she did to you. He just, he filed for divorce, and hopefully things get better for the Iceman. Continue. So, I don't think Glover has much of a
1: shot. I don't know the odds on this fight, and I'm actually upset that I didn't look, because I'm curious to see how much of a favorite Blockowitz is. Maybe we'll... um. I see
0: if we had scoop here, I, we would be able to get the fucking odds on the fight. But see, here is my Spike's thing with this happen. because yeah. Glover is very good at jujitsu, and and he's got good stand up. So we haven't seen this fight before. So who knows really how it goes with, with Blackowitz? Yeah, I, I think mean, Polish power is going to be too much for him. I think he puts him out. I, I, I think he think knocks he, him out. You might be right. I don't know. He went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah, but John
1: Jones, who 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 Glover? Glover. Yeah, but John Jones. At that point, like, I don't think he had that mentality that he had. Like, you look at a lot of the guys that went five rounds, like Reyes was damn near beating John Jones' ass for the first 10 minutes of that fight. So, I don't think it's really that much, you know, going five rounds with John Jones, if John Jones is playing it safe, and to me, um, I don't think this was a time
0: when John Jones was playing it safe, though.
1: Well, either way, um, Glover DeSherry got his tooth knocked into the 11th row by Rumble. So, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh Blakowicz hits that, that hard, but he has been put to sleep before, so it's possible. And I just think the age and the timing of this fight where one guy is completely primed, although he's older as well. He just looks a lot younger. He looks
0: I was fresh. I was kinda hoping that Glover would go up to uh heavyweight for, for his age. You know? Yeah,
1: but he's I don't know if he's I don't know if he's I he would get killed by yeah. It uh, would be a paycheck in, like, a Brandon Vera type way. But in the UFC, he'd get an- annihilated. If he moved maybe into Singapore and did the 1FC thing, he might have a shot. You at, you, at you in Singapore, bro. Um, Let's not talk about... All right. All right. I'll stop myself because I almost made a, a, a pride rules joke about our old days and how we got away with everything. Now we can't do those things. So, no. Nope. next fight up. Next fight up is... Corey Sanhagen against Peter Jan. Peter, Piotr. Piotr. Piotr Jan. Um, Peter, fight. Peter, pumpkin eater. Good fight. I don't think Sanhagen, I, I wouldn't count him out of this one because he he brings some attributes to the table that I think it's going to be interesting to see how Jan deals with the, that type of length. Um, you know, Sanhagen's good, man. Ever since he got put to sleep by the Aljo knee, he's been on a, a pretty good run up to and including the TJ fight because i think you know ball don't lie you ever hear that expression where where things kind of shake out the way they're supposed to and in reality look uh aljo he's not the champion right in my mind i understand that he is but you you get what i'm saying yeah. like he's not really and at least I shouldn't say my mind in a lot of mma fans minds and pundits aljo is a paper champion for reasons maybe outside of his control but nonetheless the way he won the belt was obviously shitty. And then you look at the the Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw fight, we talked about earlier um, how we all thought that TJ kind of got away with one there, and, and Sanhagen really deserved to win that fight. And now here we have, you know, Peter Jan and Corey Sanhagen fighting for the interim uh, bantamweight strap. But in reality, in a lot of fight fans' minds, <laughs> in my mind, I think. Because the Aljo fight was so convincing leading up to the knee that really he would have to be fighting his way back. There was no instant rematch in the Aljo claw, in the Aljo situation. Yeah. So this is potentially the fight we should be seeing right now anyway, right? Yeah. With the Dillard Shaw surgery, you know, he shouldn't have won the fight. So now we get the real title, title fight that we deserve. And I'm happy that the UFC did get it right. They do run into some issues where we talked about previously, whereas um, if... What if, what if Peter Jan loses, right? And now you have to unify the belts and it's you get you get the Aljo and Sanhagen fight where really what the MMA fans want and what Jan wants is that Aljo
0: fight. Yeah, so that's why this, this fight is definitely a catch-22. And you, you know what sucks about this fight? The main card starts at 2 o'clock in the fucking afternoon because it's in Abu Dhabi.
1: And you know what's good about the UFC? is that it's in Abu Dhabi, and it starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and what's today? It's Monday, and you already know it. And <laughs> and, and that's what Bellator
0: should be doing, but I digress, <laughs> I digress with that. Oh, line. and uh, just to go back on what you were talking about before for the line, Blachowicz is a minus 280, mm-hmm. and Teixeira is a plus 230. Yeah, so that's about
1: what I thought it would be. Maybe a little bit less, honestly. I thought maybe he'd be a little bit bigger of a favorite, but <clears throat> about right. I guess— Ooh, he is loud. Um, Uh, Well, we'll talk about that. I'm going to ask you for your prediction in the... I know that you think Blackowitz is going to win, so I didn't really actually get your prediction, but you kind of agree with me. So, yeah, I... (laughs) Sanhagen versus Jan,
0: where do you got? What do you got on this one? I think Sanhagen's actually going to pull it out. And, you know, as as great as that would be for him, it's kind of shitty for Piotr because, you know...
1: He has a chance to go out there and win the fight. I, I, for some reason, also feel... That Sanhagen has a very, very good chance To pull it off, I think he learned a lot From the Aljamain Sterling fight And um, he's been looking really good Even in the TJ fight Where we talk about a lot Um, And I also think that there's a shred of Piotr Jan maybe overlooking Sanhagen And not taking him as serious as he should Now this is a complete hunch I have no idea how serious he's taking his camp They do a good job of really not saying much About anything over there And it's also Russia, so that's what you get (laughs) But um, I don't know. Like, I just think that what I said about the attributes and he's bringing the length and things like that. Um, Piotr Jan is not really a wrestler, so you don't anticipate him really taking the fight to the ground. He's more of like a straight boxing style. I think P- uh, Sand Hagen's kicking game and things like that could present a lot of problems from the outside. Just, and that flying knee. And we haven't seen, though. You know what we haven't seen? We I haven't really seen Jan get tested yet. So I think I expect to see him get tested. And now we'll find out what he's really about. I know he's a, a talented guy, but does he have what it takes to to grind through and um and battle if, if he gets hurt? And I think we're going to find out in this one. So <laughs> yeah, I'm excited it's like, for this fight.
0: <clears throat> it, kind of like what we talked about. If, let's say Sanhagen pulls this out. Jones, and Sanhagen fight. Piotr Jan has to be the next one in line for that belt. Fuck TJ.
1: Well, that's what would have to happen. TJ, I think, is going to be shelved a little longer than he thinks. He's always a little overambitious, and especially coming off of the suspension that he was on, and now he's injured. I think TJ thinks I think TJ thinks he's going to be uh, fighting a lot sooner than he's going to be. I saw the video on that surgery. It looked gross. But, all right, so we're actually in lockstep so far. Um through, through the first two fights that we're predicting. Now, on to what I think is the most interesting fight of of the card and it's the Dan Hangman Hooker against the Khabib guy Islam
0: Makaev. Dude, you got to see the line on that fight. What is it? Why are you <laughs> what do you you're, you're looking I, I at? I want to ask Just your opinion first. What do you think it would be? I think minus 400 Islam. What is it? Minus 700. That's insanity to me. Plus five hundred for for Hangman.
1: I mean, just on a sheer. Um, I mean, I'll probably lose because I do think, just giving away my prediction. I think that the Khabib guy is probably just going to wrestle him to death. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but I am going to put money on on Hooker now because of course it's, you it's are worth it, and I'm rooting for him. So because of those things, I I'm, <laughs> I'm okay spending fifty dollars, twenty five dollars to maybe. You win love your but. British fighters. He's not British, but I get it. I understand where you're going with it. Oh yeah,
0: you're right. He's not. He's uh, New Zealand. He's, uh, yeah, he's from New Zealand.
1: Um, but you know, there was a lot made about the the Hooker situation. How he was going to be away from his family for a long time. And we talk about UFC fighter pay. I, I watched an interview, and, and Hooker was very candid about the whole situation. He said a lot of. I mean, I give him credit because he could have he could have rode that and made it look made him look like he was like a. He was like, look, I'm going to see my family in two weeks. He's like, uh, the UFC paid me a lot of money to do this. And he was like, and I'm moving to the U.S. now. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell my daughter, like, oh, I won't see you for two more weeks, but I'm I'm buying us a house. So I think she'll forgive him. So (laughs) it's funny when you see the UFC, like, that's not in his contract. He stepped up, and he he was a company man, and he he put all these things, in the UFC's paying him handsomely. And now
0: he's in the good graces with Dana, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know what happens when you become the, the company man? You eventually get... Push down the fucking line.
1: Yeah, but but if the if the ultimate end game in your fighting career isn't legacy and it's money, which is sh- that should be the first and foremost for everybody first, and then when you become champion and rich, now you work on your legacy, right? So in the beginning, it's all about getting the title shot and um, making as much money as possible. Afterwards, then you worry about your legacy.
0: Yeah, I mean this this fight. Is going to be the one that gets him over that that Michael Chandler hump. The the last fight that he was that that wasn't getting him over the hump with the uh, the German Kelvin Gastelum. This is the fight that gets him over that hump. That will get his. It's the word I'm looking for.
1: His moxie back. He'll That's be, he'll, it. He'll be back on. He'll be back on the saddle. He won't be looked at as like how you put it. He was scared, which yeah. I never agreed with, but he did look like he was. What happens Timid. when you get when you get hurt in a fight? It's not like he was afraid. He wasn't. There was no fear there. But it's like understanding that I'm hurt and apprehensive, tentative. You know, like understanding that I don't have a read on this situation. He yeah. does things like that. So yeah. Um, but as far as the the fight itself, it's a tough matchup for Hooker. Obviously, he's taking it on short notice don't think it would really matter much because of the style that this guy's bringing. The Khabib guy, he's just going to he's a grinder. Um but at the same time, you know, I haven't seen enough out of him and I do think that he's been completely spoon-fed up until this point in his career. He doesn't have any big wins, right? Um I understand that maybe there's a shred of a lot of the top guys not wanting to fight him for a long time because the name value just wasn't quite there yet and it was too dangerous. But at the same at, at the end of the day, you know, the the rankings Maybe there's more to it than we don't know. Maybe People Just like Zabit. Like, if there's a guy if there's a guy that you challenge or the UFC offers you, say, say you're the ranked seventh, right, and I'm ranked tenth. The UFC offers you me in a fight, and you're like, no. Then they go to this eighth guy, and they're like, no. And then the ninth guy, and you're like, no. And then we're like, well, we just offered the seventh, eighth, and ninth guy, the tenth-ranked fighter. They all turn them down because they want to move up and fight guys higher than them. There's no fight there, but they're willing to take a, a fight against maybe the the 12th ranked guy. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you can't say Yeah. It's like, well, I'll take the easy payday. And like, ultimately I think that's why you might see certain guys that haven't beaten anybody vault up the rankings, like the way he did, because I think that there's guys ranked ahead of him that are just simply turning down the fight. Mm -hmm. So how could he even test himself now? I'm, I'm saying that's a potential thing. I don't agree with it either um, because of the business model, but all that aside, as far as inside the cage goes, his wrestling is going to be too much. And, and I know that he's typically not worried about striking with people. And people say he's like Khabib 2.0, which is a fucking he's got
0: He's got good striking. Like, he would beat Khabib in his straight boxing. Match, I think so, yeah. Right? Like, Khabib, you- doesn't, Khabib doesn't strike to take down. He could just take you down from across the cage, and there's not shit you can do about it. This guy strikes to the takedown. Which is typically what you want in your MMA I think fighter. I think
1: what's hurting this guy is, or what's going to ultimately hurt him in terms of the fans and the public is that everybody is literally expecting Khabib 2.0. And the thing is, like, maybe he, maybe, maybe he's as good as, if not better than Khabib. Maybe he'll be champion one day. And and part of me does believe that he actually will be. Right. As much as I don't want to admit it, I think that he's got the pedigree. And even with a loss here or there, I think he's young enough to still make it. And he's hungry enough because he's been in Khabib's shadow for all that time. Um, but to assume that this guy is this machine that Khabib was, you're, you're, we, it could be, but we
0: need to see it. I've I've watched. Khabib. It's just because Khabib in his corner. It's almost that that Rocky five five vibe. Like you remember with uh, with Tommy Gunn when they kept yeah. uh, saying that he was in Rocky's shadow. Like it almost gives you that vibe. Yeah. Except yeah, Russian I don't, people I don't, don't think, take offense I, to I don't shit think that like
1: there's that. yeah. I don't think that there's like the any animosity budding there. And Khabib is obviously all in on this guy's career now that he's not fighting. So it's good to see that aspect of the things with teammates and things like that. But and how would you not want? But, but here's the thing. in your corner anything. Anyway. When you're fighting somebody, there's a potential that you get kicked in the face or punched <laughs> in the jaw, right? And things like that happen in fights. And the same thing that I said about Jan is, you know, we know what he brings to the table and how he could impose his will on people. But in, in the UFC, when you're fighting at the top of the divisions, you're going to get cracked. You're going to get tested. And I have not seen him get tested yet. So until I see more of these people, it's hard for me to, to pick them and to be like, yeah, you know what? Because... Everybody is really good at the top, and part of me wants to pick Hooker, even though I'm not going to. I would love to see Hooker win this fight, but it's just going to be. So is, it's a tough fight to bet on. It, it is. It's a very tough fight to bet well, on. I'm gonna. No, it's actually an easy fight to bet on. You don't bet on this fight and lay all them odds, but you do throw a fucking flyer on a value bet in Hooker because all he has is a puncher's chance in this fight. And when I, I like when my fighter has a puncher's chance and he's a, and he's a better striker, you know. So. They, the fight is going to have to take it to the ground, and I think part of the fact that everybody's touting this guy as Khabib two and that he's not afraid to strike, and this and that, like that might sway him from what his game plan should actually be, and if to get the fight to the I ground
0: immediately. I don't think so. You think that's what he's going to do? Like he's extreme discipline. Like the one thing about these Russian fighters, they are extreme. I'm not disciplined.
1: saying. I'm not saying. That, I'm, I'm saying that, like, you know, even Khabib against Connor, the game plan wasn't
0: to strike with him, but he. He did. He knew that he could because yeah. Connor was so worried about the takedown. But I don't think Hooker's going to be so worried about the takedown there, because that's fight that, That's, that's Hooker's a very, that's a very, style. very good point. I'll give you that one. Um, you know, because just like you said, he, we haven't seen him tested, right? So a guy like Hooker's going to be like, he wasn't tested. I'm going to put my fist in his face and see what he could actually do with it. Because Hooker, look, Hooker's great on the feet. And he worked on his wrestling. I don't think his wrestling is going to be enough for this guy but i think he's going to try and overpower him on the feet and that's where i think it's going to be a big mistake for hooker because he's going to miss this guy's going to put him on his back and i don't think hooker's going to be able to get up from that and, and you know so i'm i'm going to go with with uh, the kabib guy aka islam makachev and but we get a real treat before this fight kamzat finally Graces the UFC with his presence against Jack Jang Jack Jang, Jang Lang, You know? Jang Fucking, what the fuck's his name? Yeah. Jing Lang. The fucking Chinese dude. Oh, oh. Jang Lang, Jang Wait, you ever saw Life?
1: No. Oh, wait, is that, is that with um... Bernie Eddie Mac? Ray, <laughs> Eddie <laughs> Murphy and yeah. Martin, yeah. Bernie Mac's like, my you name's Jang Lang, You gonna eat your cornbread? Yeah, That movie? Yeah, great movie. I don't remember the racist Asian part, but. um... <laughs> but um, either way, uh, we're we're in lockstep. We get to see the 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 what's his name Kamzat. Yeah, we get to see all the Russians, all the Khabib guys. Even though we even get to see the Swedish Russian. Uh, yeah, I don't Kamzat. even think
0: uh, Kamzat's not part of uh,
1: Khabib's team. No, he's he, but he's definitely Dagestani. <laughs> oh yeah. I like mean,
0: 100%. What gave it away? <laughs> but um, Everybody says he has a cleft lip. That's not a cleft lip. He was running and playing right, in the field all, one day and right, he got hit with shrapnel. Right. <laughs> Great
1: show today. It was a gr- great to have Tommy back. Um, we, we definitely might have crossed a couple lines in the last couple minutes, but no. that's what we do here at Chop Heads. Um, what we do at Chop Sports is we do podcasts, so go on to chopsportsmedia.com and, and look at your, what you like and see if there's a podcast that lines up with your interest. And if you do like one of, what, one of our podcasts, click on it subscribe to it and listen to it, so we get to download numbers and then we get to brag about how great our podcasts are. But seriously, go on, download a podcast, support the Chopheads MMA podcast by Buy some merch. Buying some merch, you can find it very easily on chopsportsmedia.com, just click on Merch and it'll take you right there. Uh, I know Tommy's got a couple plugs and then that's it.
0: Yes, sir. All right, everybody. So, for all of your fighting needs, all of your news, head over to www.fightbookmma.com for all of your fighting news and your pro wrestling news. Uh, Every Thursday night, sitting ringside with Roberto Villa, Rudy Lara, and of course, the shitster Dave Rodriguez. You can see them live on the Fightbook MMA's Facebook page and on YouTube. And uh, November 6th, I will be back in the ECW arena for Fightbook MMA to uh, cover another MLW event. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got to get Dave to go. His buddy's wrestling. I got to get Dave to come. You should come too. Tickets are cheap. It's a hard no from me. You're missing out. No, I'm not. I'm not missing out on anything.
1: I'm, you know what I'm not missing out on? I'm not missing out on whatever else I was going to do that day. Like, that's what I'm not missing out on because I'm not going to wrestling.
0: I'll talk uh, Ashley into going.
1: That's you. our show. Tommy, hit the red button. Nope, not that one. That one. There
0: we go. It's been a couple weeks. I forgot which button's which. Okay. I get to go revisit my pouch of Ben's original. Then you get to edit this and post it Wednesday morning. This <laughs> is smooth, we don't really have much edit commercial <laughs>